Hey y'all, I'm Sammy, your host of the You Were Made For More podcast. John 10.10 is a promise that Jesus came down to earth so that we would have life and have it abundantly. My prayer is that this podcast and all of the content that we put out would remind every student that they were made for more simply because of who they were created to be. My own walk with the Lord and my relationships with the teenagers that I disciple have shown me that once we understand whose we are, the game changes. Or in other words, transformation happens. Our identity changes everything. We recognize that it takes investment and partnership between the church and parents to raise teens who know and believe who they are in Jesus. And we're here to help. So buckle up as we take this journey and take a look at what God has to say about friendships, relationships, sexuality, dating, and all the things in between. Hey guys, I am so excited to be back with you for season three of the You Were Made For More podcast. It seems like it has been a really long time since I've recorded one of these um, and so much has changed, but really it's only been about six weeks. Um, the, since the last time you guys have talked with me and, and we've kind of caught up, um, a huge change has happened in my life and I am now a mom which has been awesome and I've been soaking up the last six weeks at home with my sweet baby girl Ophelia. Ophelia was born on August 24th 2020 at 5 17 p.m and her birth um was amazing. So many people were praying. It was amazing. It left me feeling empowered despite all of the challenges that I encountered. Um, and my husband Juan and I are absolutely in love with her. Um, she's just a precious, precious little girl and she's a perfect addition to our family that we didn't even know we needed to be honest so as I talk with you guys today she's actually like strapped my chest in one of those baby carriers um so if you hear some grunts or noises they might be lolophilia she makes a lot of noise most of the time um so yeah I just have been kind of learning how to be a mom for the past six weeks um and adjusting to, to that schedule um and our family has been adjusting to that too. And and over that time, the Lord has been teaching me a lot of lessons. Um, the first one is thankfulness. I mean, I am really thankful for the time that I've been able to just stay at home and get my feet underneath me. But also for like quiet moments during the day when I'm feeding my baby or snuggling with her. And I have a free hand and I end up reading scripture and praying and walking through the gospel of John with an online Bible study that I'm currently a part of, which um, has been awesome because of COVID. A lot of things are online and I have kind of been able to join this community Bible study group that is all over Zoom. Um And for some people that might be an annoying thing, but for me, a new mom, which like, 
if you are a new mom or if you have kids, you know that, um, leaving the house at first is like very intimidating it's like it seems like you're going to Africa literally just to leave the house um to like go and get gas or go get coffee or whatever so not having to leave my house and having the bible study kind of be something that I can engage with at my home um while I snuggle my baby has been awesome. So God has been teaching me to be thankful for those things. And, um, that COVID, um, even though there are hard things about having a baby with COVID, um, the COVID pandemic, there are also really great things about having a baby with the COVID pandemic. So I'm so thankful, um, for that. And, I'm also thankful for how God has met me in this season. And, I mean, I guess I'll just say that now more than ever, I'm thankful for a God who has dwelt among us, a God who has become flesh for us, because I know that he sees me and he knows me even in the darkest moments that I've experienced in this season. It's something that I haven't experienced in any other season of my life. All the lessons I'm learning as becoming a new mom, um, I have never experienced them through any other um, scenario or circumstance in my life. Um, this, so this season definitely has been one of growth and learning. Another major thing that I'm learning is that God's Love always graciously gives an opportunity for repentance. And I guess that's kind of what I want to share with you guys today as we kick off season three of the podcast. I've kind of, um, even though I've been learning and adjusting to being a new mom and all of that and um, at home with my baby and my family, I also have still been working um, for four of those weeks and throughout that time I've been planning new podcast content and blog content and I want you guys to know that that is coming um in the in the weeks to come and before we kind of launch into all the topics we're gonna cover this season I wanted to offer you an encouragement um as we lean into season three of the you were made for more pa- podcast if you have never listened to the you were made for more podcast welcome thank you for being with us um i'm sammy i'm the host and um you just got kind of got a little background about me but Um, This podcast is all about identity and how that identity in who Jesus Christ is changes us and it changes our relationships and it changes how we live the gospel out in our relationships and through sexuality and dating um, and all of those things, right? So we talk about a variety of topics, but the first thing we always want to land on is the gospel, and God has reminded me of that this season um, and in moments where I am short-tempered, stubborn, close-minded, tired, and anxious. Um, God has reminded me that he always offers an opportunity to repent because of his love. 
And that has been such a gift to me, especially when those moments uh, happen more than I'd like to admit, right? Being sleep deprived and not having any idea what I'm doing or, or feel like I, or I feel like I don't have any idea what I'm doing um, as a new mom can, can lead to a lot of those moments of frustrations. But then I was thinking about how that's not only a promise for me, like God doesn't only graciously offer me an opportunity to repent. He offers it for all of humanity, for society, for culture, for you, for the person you think is your enemy, right? The person who has hurt you, the person who you have hurt. He offers repentance and refreshing to all of us. And I think that's a message we don't hear enough. And I know my heart has been encouraged and benefited from it hugely, especially in this year. In 2020 specifically, we've had a lot of really weird conflict-filled um, instances in, in our country and the world. Right, and I really, as, as I watch the news and look at my social media and, and have these highlights pop up on my phone, I don't really see it getting any better as we head into the end into the end of 2020, the second half of the year, where politics and the presidential election are taking precedent um, in a lot of people's minds, and that causes a lot of animosity and hatred and ignorance. And that's what I want to talk about, this message that the Lord has been laying on my heart, repentance. It's a big word. It's a scary word. It's a word that a lot of people don't like to hear. We shy away from because it, and, and it, in actuality, it means like admitting that you have done something wrong and that you want to turn from that thing, right? I really believe, though, that as hard and as scary and as humbling as that is, repentance brings refreshing and joy into our hearts, especially in seasons where we feel those things are lacking in our lives. And maybe it's because we haven't taken the opportunity to repent. I believe repentance brings new life, and that is a gift right? New life is a gift and, and it actually is a gift to humble ourselves before the Lord and ask for help as we repent. Now, you may be listening and be like, oh, that's really good, Sammy. Well, I want you to know I didn't make that up. Um, It's actually scriptural and it's found in Acts 3.19. It says this, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. The times of refreshing may come from the Lord. I know my soul could use some refreshing, that kind of refreshing that Acts 3.19 talks about. And I bet a lot of other people feel that way too. So here's what I've been thinking about. If we live in a society and communities and households that need refreshing, what is stopping us from asking for that refreshment from God? Now, as I was thinking about this idea, I remember when I was a kid, 
I would get myself into a heap of trouble. Um, and it normally would involve me at the end being disciplined. And sometimes I would argue that getting into trouble was actually my parents or my grandparents or my babysitter's fault, right? Because they had dumb quotations around dumb, but they had dumb rules. And deep down, even though I would say that and act like what I did was fine and that I shouldn't be being punished, I knew the truth deep down that that their rules actually were pretty reasonable. And after all, they were in place to keep me safe, right? That's something that was always explained to me um, about rules is that they are in place to keep us safe. Um, I knew that deep down, and even though I never would admit it at the time, um, I did. I just didn't like it because they weren't what I wanted to hear. And as I thought about it as an adult now, as a 25-year-old woman, I realized that, that that fault actually can be traced back to a certain characteristic in me that I've worked really hard since I've met Jesus since I was 18 to refine, right? And that's as in that this is a characteristic I bet so many of you can relate to. Stubbornness. Okay. If you hear the word stubbornness and you're automatically like, ugh, that is not me. I used to do that. However, I think if we're all honest, that we all are stubborn. And, the, and this idea of stubbornness is something that keeps us from the re uh, repenting to God. And therefore, the refreshment that Acts talks about can come from that. So I want to start out season three of the podcast. So crazy that it's season three already. But I want to uh, kind of take a moment and just talk about what the Lord is teaching me and and take a look at um a, a story that we see in the book of Judges. And we're going to look at this idea of stubbornness and we're going to do it through the people in this book of Judges. And if we're honest, I think if you think about it as we talk through this, these people are going to be much like you and me. And hopefully we can learn something from them. Um, and at the end... Um, of the of this podcast, hopefully we have an opportunity to repent and be refreshed by the Lord. So we're going to start out, like I said, in the book of Judges. If you have your Bible, turn there, right? Turn there with me and we're going to talk about um, Joshua, right? When Joshua died at 110 years old, Within just one short generation, the next tier of descendants grew up not knowing the Lord or his faithfulness towards Israel. Joshua died, he was gone, and it only took one generation for the people to turn away from God. Instead, they turned their hearts toward following false gods. And, and the ones we see in scripture that are mentioned are the, the Baals and also Ashtaroth. Okay. Those are the two we see the people follow. And we see that in Judges chapter 2. 
Um, verse 11 and 13, you can see references to those false gods. Now, if we look at that word Baal, if you've never heard of Baal, it's spelled B-A-A-L. That word means Lord, and, and it means Lord. So, so the people thought that Baal was a deity, right? And he was actually the Canaanite storm god, the Ashtaroth is the plural form of Ashtoreth, the well-known goddess who was considered a companion of Baal. So they kind of go hand in hand, right? Since both of these false gods are mentioned in the plural form, this may refer to all the male and female idols rather than just these two. So there were a lot of false gods and people worshipped different ones, and since both were actually, this is another interesting fact I found out, that both were associated with fertility, not only human fertility, but also animal and livestock fertility. So they were considered to be very, very important, kind of very high up in this society um, that, that relied a lot on farming and cattle and all of those things to, to make their society work. So this is going on. The people have stopped following the Lord. And as the Lord has seen the evil behavior of the people, he raised up judges to save them. And that reference is found in Judges 2, verse 16. So the role of the judges was to save them, but it was primarily military and was supposed to be temporary. However, the people didn't really respond well to these judges that came in to help them. Um, we see in, in verse 17 of chapter 2, it says, They did not listen to their judges, for they whored after other gods and bowed down to them. And the imagery of adultery that that verse uses is a powerful one because it's used a lot in scripture and every time it hits me as being powerful, right? In Ezekiel, we see um, that he refers to Jerusalem's behavior as adultery. Um, and then and then we also see in Hosea that, that Hosea was commanded to marry an adulterous wife. And that is like a very um, commanding example that the Lord uses um, is adultery. If you've never read the book of Hosea, it's really, really good. Um, but so he uses this idea of adultery to to really hit home um, with us when we read scripture that, that it is a, a really um, big issue. So the word translated stubborn in Hebrew this is this is actually what that word means. We refer to it as stubborn, but it meant difficult, fierce, harsh, things like that. So there's no indication of a willingness to listen by the people 
um, that we encounter in this book. They don't want to learn. They don't want to alter their behavior. They think that what they're doing is is good. Um, it is fine. Um, and even though they knew from the past that what they're doing is not good, right? It's it's much like I was when I was a child and I had been disciplined before and I kept doing the same thing over and over. And I was always, like, shocked at what the consequence was, even though I knew that if I did the same thing, it would yield the same result. The people in this book, in the Book of Judges, are kind of like that. Throughout the Book of Judges, we observe kind of a spiral of stubbornness. It's this cycle that goes from Israel following God, and then it kind of shifts to Israel's abandonment of religion and faith altogether. And then when God sees that, he releases his anger on them. And then the cycle ends with God's grace being displayed to those people, right? And it cycles over and over again. I encourage you, if you have the time and you've never read the book of Judges, to go back and um, or to go through it by yourself because it can be intimidating. It's in the Old Testament. A lot of people kind of shy away from that book, but it really is fascinating. And what I love about it and why what I want you to take away from it and go into reading the entire book by yourself is that it really displays and shows perfectly how persistent God's heart um is for us right it it really shines through that God's kind heart is being moved to pity because of the suffering that people bring on themselves and that's why um we see the that the cycle ends with grace so even though they are stubborn and reluctant and they go they keep doing the same things over and over again god's heart is kind towards them and god's love always like i said at the beginning graciously gives an opportunity for repentance and we see that in judges verse 18 in chapter 2 in the same way that god provided that opportunity for them, God provides an opportunity for us. Right? Today, God provides an opportunity for us to change our destiny by placing our trust in Jesus. Jesus is the one true judge who provides the only remedy for our stubborn hearts and who will one day rule and reign in his kingdom. God does that for us. He does that for you and for me. And as I meditated on that, this week, I asked myself a question. How does my heart rank on the stubbornness scale? Think about that question for yourself. Would you say you tend to be receptive, tender, and willing to yield? Or stubborn, set in your ways and unlikely to yield? So if you're receptive and tender, let's say that's a 1. And if you're stubborn and setting your ways, that's a 10. Where do you lie on that scale of stubbornness? 
what one or two sentences can you pray to ask God to help soften your heart as you seek to obey him? That's my prayer as we head into the later half of 2020 and the beginning of 2021. Is that I would start to acknowledge where my heart is on that scale. And that I would become more aware of places I need to yield and humble myself and ask repentance and therefore receive refreshing. My prayer comes from 2 Corinthians 7.11 and it's something that I shared in a recent blog post. Um, But it's something that I've really been leaning into and hoping will translate into my daily life. And Paul's words in this passage, I like the message translation personally, but they really resonate with my heart when I experience discomfort, pain, anxiety, worry, or anything like that. This is what Paul says. He says, and now isn't it wonderful all the ways in which this distress has goaded you closer to God. You're more alive, more concerned, more sensitive, more reverent, more human, more passionate, more responsible. Looked at from any angle, you've come out of this with purity of heart. I love that message because I have faith that through everything, If I lean in and take a posture of repentance, I'll come out of it with purity of heart. Refreshed and aware that the Spirit is working wonders in my life. And that's what I pray for you too. Well, friends, thank you for joining us on this episode of the You Were Made For More podcast. We are so excited um, to share with you guys some of the awesome guests and conversations that we have coming up. But until then, I just encourage you to share the You Were Made For More podcast with someone that you care about. Give us a rating or a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on and know that we are praying for you, uh, that this message of refreshing and repentance would become real and tangible in your life. Love you guys.